You're tuned in to the MTGG Cable Cast, 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 where they cover Magic, the Gathering Finance. All right? You don't know about it? You're tuned in right now and get ready to learn some shit. Buckle your seatbelts and light a blunt and get ready for the MTG Cable Cast, 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 starring Reptar and Thirsty, them onion head motherfuckers. Alrighty, guys, welcome to the newest episode of the Cabal Cast, and thank you for that wonderful intro, Red Man. Uh, this week, we got something kind of unique, and this was an idea that Reptar came up with when he was watching a podcast himself about baseball. Yes. Basically, if we were running the organization, if we were running Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, whatever you want to call it, what would we do differently? Yep. So we're breaking this into two different episodes. We have organized play, the game, in one episode, and then the organization as a whole in another episode. Mm -hmm. So part one is going to be what we would do with the game and organized play. Yes. So let's take it away. Yep. Uh, so the podcast of People of Care is uh, the Bronx Pinstripe Show. It's one of the many podcasts you, you can listen to about New York Yankees and the whole. And I think this is something they do every year, but I don't know if, if it's theirs. I just heard it there, and it seems like a really nice way to kind of do a year in review, especially for us to kind of crib it this year, right? Yeah. So uh, to give everybody an idea, it's kind of just like a back and forth. We're just going to soapbox. Pretty and much. And Jason, I'll soapbox, then you'll soapbox, and then we'll discuss. Yep. Super easy, super angry. It's a great time. All right, so we're looking back at 2021 and the game of Magic as a whole. And the ebb and flow of power levels is something that needs to happen, and I'm glad that Watsi understands this. But what they continue to not understand is the power level of cards on a micro level, despite their quote-unquote best efforts. I would continue to bolster my ranks in development and testing, bringing in proven great minds and players from both inside OP structures and outside. And they do this. Every now and again, they bring in a pro player. That's great. Fill the ranks. Fill the ranks with pro players and just great gaming minds. Players should not have to wait for new sets or rotations to match the experiences that play design, etc. had internally, because things are just way too disparate in years in advance. I uh, found out that during the Oops, We Broke It stream for Oko, they never tested Oko on their opponent's cards. Planeswalker has no restriction, they just never targeted the opponent's stuff. So they should align as much as possible, and if these teams continue to miss the mark or understand their issues but think the players can just quote, wait it out, then uh, processes, priorities, and capacity should be evaluated and iterated on. Like, why did we have Arlen's epiphany and we have to wait it out for Thalia to not fix anything? Standard is still a dumpster fire. Like, waiting it out, then processes, priorities, and capacity, number change, they need to be evaluated, they need to be iterated on because that doesn't work. That's not a working philosophy. Doing this isn't negative to the game if both development and testing are aligned on product vision and where things should be in terms of power level and play experience. And But it seems like Watsi doesn't feel that way. It seems like if they just push play design and push more people into design and testing, it's going to be negative for them or the game overall. That's wildly incorrect. It seems that these are still disparate and need to be addressed. Alchemy is not the answer to continued broken standard environments. And the worst part is we talked about delaying this episode serendipitously to give us a better intro that we've been waiting on for a while because rightfully so, Redman's backed up, right? But Alchemy just got the Legacy Eternal Weekend treatment. Watsi just came out and like three weeks ahead of an Alchemy event said, we don't want to muck with your format. That's literally what the format's for. 
and yeah, digital. It's, it's literally in the announcement. Sorry. I, ah! You're, they are literally supposed to adjust that format on the fly. And then you said, nah, we're cool. We're not going to do it. So what is the answer to continue broken standard environments? It's everything I talked about. It's aligning play design and... Uh, Sorry, play development and design. It's bringing in more pro players. It's bringing in more great gaming minds to the organization to actually play this game, rightfully so, and maybe speed up standard a little bit instead of the whatever rotation we have now. People have cited the lack of block structure as making things extremely difficult to balance. You know what? That could be true, but Watsi probably isn't looking at it that way. They're probably looking at like, eh, Roko was just one card. Ireland's Epiphany is just another card. We're fine. It's asinine. I, and, and to kind of piggyback on your point, uh, they're not testing enough. And what I would change about the game is literally the release structure because of that. Okay. You know, bring people in, get them to test the game, actually test the game, test the formats, bring in a committee that's like, you know what, we're going to test these cards in Legacy. We're going to test these cards in Vintage. We're going to test these cards in Modern. We're going to test these cards in Standard. Fine. Whatever. Who cares? Bring it in tone down the release schedule so that you actually have a proper testing window that you're not releasing a new product every month every two months go back to the every three months actually get a proper release cycle in. stop treating it like it's a toy where you know what we can have a million different variants and some are going to be chase we can release a million different products a year and it's not going to make a difference like lgs's by and large tend to be fairly hand-to-mouth they're not able to keep up with all these releases or supply the products to their people the way you want to, not to mention the supply issues on top of that. Just lengthen your release window. Stop cramming new products down our throat where we get an Urza Saga or Ragavan, whatever. And along with those release windows, stop tying your bans and restrictions to those release windows. Look, we're done printing Modern Horizons. We can ban Hogak now. No, stop it. You messed up. You fucked up, A.A. Ron. Fix it. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to allow a proper testing window so that when you bring in these pro players, when you get these play testers in there, they actually have time to do it as a full time job. When Sam Black came out and said, hey, look, full disclosure, Urza Saga just didn't get tested because they threw it right in front of us before we went to quarantine. That happens. I understand that. You know what shouldn't happen? Tarmogoyf going from three mana to two mana to even out a draft curve without proper playtesting. Umazawa's Jit getting his third mode without proper playtesting. Skullclamp being Skullclamp. Yeah, suddenly losing toughness is a downside? Are you an idiot? Like, get proper testing in. Test your product. Test the health of the game because this isn't like a toy release where you can just release a million things and throw a bunch of shit at a wall and some of it will stick and some of it won't. The health of your game is directly tied to these products. The viability of your product is directly tied to how well you can balance things. And if you can't balance it, I'm sorry, you need better testing. And part of that starts with not having one team that tests everything that releases every month. I just, it's mind-boggling that they continue to do this that they continue to get away with just ham-fisting their way into designing a game which admittedly was one of the best games in the world for years and by many measures still is but you know when i talk about by design or by malfeasance or whatever the game's going to be dead soon this is the direct thing i'm talking about is the inability to test and i think it's directly tied to your product release schedule things changing all of a sudden we've got this new 
standard rotation and we've got two sets within a month and a half of each other instead of doing one every three months just stop it go go to the way things worked for years don't try to innovate the wheel it works if it's not broke don't fix it and hasbro came in and mucked it all up and it's just it's awful i hate it that's uh that that's what would change for me yep and i think that by doing that those pro players can suddenly get time to you know what Let's try to test Oko on other people's stuff. Let's see if shutting off your chalice of the void on one in Legacy does something. Granted, that card's never coming back because of prismatic ending, whatever. That should have been tested in Legacy 2. Yeah. Along with Ragavan, there I said it. <laughs> so it, it's interesting. Like Hasbro took over, and they have great QA process because they make toys. Yeah. But the creation of toys is wildly different than the creation of a card game. When you're creating toys and you're creating a line of toys, you're going to give the requirements to different people to create their sculpts. And different people are going to sculpt different things, one at a time. They're not going to work on some big collaborative effort. Maybe one person gets more than one sculpt. And at the end of the day, when you're working on your sculpt and you think you finalized it, you have this really fun device. I believe it's just called a choke tube. And it is the average size and width or sorry, the average size and width of the average child's mouth and throat. And if your toy too easily fits into the choke tube, you have to redesign, re-sculpt it. Hasbro hasn't figured out how to put the choke tube into development and design and testing at Watsi yet. And I don't think the move of Chris Cock to the, to the top level is really going to fix that. But they really need to figure that one out. Yeah, it's it's they clearly know how to run a company hasbro's been around for decades yeah. they clearly know what they're doing in the realm of action figures and they obviously know how to make money i think the thing is they know how to make products that you don't rely on utility the way that you do with a card game yeah you know the the function of one he-man action figure doesn't impact the value of he-man action figures at large yeah right yeah it, it and it's just it's weird because when they've had wizards seemingly in control and I know they're their own entity again. So, you know, that's fine, whatever. But Hasbro is still kind of there mm -hmm. with the influence because their presidents are still former Hasbro execs. So they come in with that mindset. And, you know, it's kind of telling that the other day on Blogatog, someone asked Marrow, when can we expect more transparency from wizards? And his response was, I have this blog. What do you want from me? We, we want to know what's going into your product design, your playtest, all of the things that matter for a card game that don't matter for a toy. Yeah, how many people are on these teams? Like, you, you announce, oh, here's six people on the design team. Cool. But really, how many people are on that team? Mm -hmm. do, you, do you actually just have six people designing that top to bottom? Do you have some sort of quality control? What kind of playtest team do you have? Is it really only five or six people? Because, like, that doesn't seem like it's getting the job done to me. Yeah, it seems like people wear too many hats. And yeah. your designers can often be your developers for the non-standard sets. And now people's attention is being pulled. Or cube curation. That's something else that uh, that duty falls upon. Paul Cheon took that up uh, shortly before or shortly after he left play design within WOTC. Yeah. He became a cube curator uh, for something. And it is 
I'm sure symptomatic of a number of things. Too few employees all around, uh, like just the ranks everywhere need to be bolstered. And because of that, you have um, context swapping, which is not going to be great. Even if you go home and you context swap at home to designing the next modern master set, that's just your, or another, the, the next yearly commander deck themes. That's not your main focus, and that can pull you from what you're working on. Like, they can give you the opportunity to do that on the clock. You know, it's just, we're going to eventually bridge into organization, which comes in the next episode, so I want to pull back a little bit, but we're, we're basically yeah. saying the same thing here. With more designers, more developers, and more testers, you can keep up this product schedule, but you have to bolster the ranks. And if you don't want to, then you've got to pull back so that... Yeah. The, the skeleton crew that you're keeping on can design your standard sets, what pushes the game forward. And in reality, right now, kind of keeps it going because we don't have Commander on Arena yet. We have Commander on paper. Yeah. but And Moto, which got its own team finally. Hallelujah. Yep. Uh, but speaking of Arena and Moto, we kind of come across the OP block of things here. So, yeah. For me, this is just really short and simple. Like, the revival of OP is a tough and winding road, but needs to be addressed. They brought on William Huey Jensen while we were building our episode topic. So, you know, kudos, and hopefully this helps. But either there is OP or there isn't. It's simple, but an answer really needs to come down and it needs to be supported. I can't fathom what OP is going to look like in the future, but I can get behind the idea that as players and judges of all levels we need to know and if watsi is going to support a true op system then they have to pay out every purse they've ever put up is purely is a purely laughable effort when you know how profitable the game is large purses attract high caliber players those players bring eyes those eyes are stacks of meat with dollar signs yep. and it's easy but it all starts with that initial decision op or no p yeah I, I think for me it's it's similar it's you know I I think don't get me wrong the arena tournaments they're doing like the challenges or whatever that have like a 5k cash purse or something and multiple people can win that five thousand dollars or split it whatever is fine I think I want organized play back and what I would love to see is you know what let's hybridize the systems you've had over the last few years rather than have a 12 page, document with a hundred PowerPoint slides on what leagues I need to win where in order to qualify for a pro tour. Give me back the ELO system where I can just qualify on rank or my rating and give me a simple ladder system. Something where I can go spike a Grand Prix. I can top eight, top 16, whatever. Great. I've got an invite to the pro tour. If you can spike the event and you just want to go to big events and you don't want to grind it out, fine. You get to do that. But if you want to grind it out and you want to go into your weeklies and qualify, I say do that too. Because then you appeal to the broadest spectrum of players because you can literally have the FNMN boss. Yep. You know, it's your LGS who every Friday night, he's in the XO bracket at the end of the night. That FNMN boss can queue for the Pro Tour, see what it's like at a big boy event, and get a taste of that. Or you can have your grinders that just go to a Grand Prix, grind the week before, and then boom, top eight, and they get there. It rewards your dedicated, casual player base and gives them a pipeline to have this great opportunity that they can tell all their friends about. And, oh, look how cool this is. I got to go do this thing. And I knew I wasn't going to do well, but it was a great experience. And you have your spikes. Now, 
I understand the world is what the world is, so we'll see if that can happen. But you've got two wonderful platforms that you can use to make this happen. Wonderful. Air quotes. Let's really quantify that. Uh, that you can use to kind of test out what the formats may look like. You have all this information there. You can use that. You can use your ELO on Moto to see, all right, do we really want to reinstitute this system? Because you've got time. There's no OP right now. Star City and Star City are your big events. That's it. You're letting them take the risk, get the data, fine. Try to iron something out. And I hope, I hope Huey can get this going. He's been a pro for years. I trust him. I don't know how much autonomy he'll have. I don't know how much say he'll have. If he'll, if he's anything more than a figurehead, but I hope that with his input, we can get back to an organized play system that has a mass appeal to players of all levels. Because as it stands, you know, as it stood the last time we had a pro league, which I guess lasted what six months before they changed it. Oh, jeez. If yeah. Hey, here's people we're paying seventy five a year to play in this game. Six months later, boom, different system. What? I that doesn't make sense. Just. Just get a system, stick with it, make it simple. That's the biggest opportunity I think they have in organized play is, you know, to me, I want it back. When you say OP or no P, it's OP all day. Mm -hmm. I, I think that what flesh and blood has done and what its staying power will be as a card game is their person organized play system. They have those big high end tournaments similar to what WoW used to where you can go to like the equivalent of a pro tour qualifier and top eight and win a couple thousand dollars and like an iPod or something, who knows? Mm. That's how wow did it. But that level of play, that level of competition has kept that game going. And I think that with magic, you have the opportunity of having this casual player base and still giving them an opportunity to compete at that level. And that's what the ELO system was for, for me. Uh, I, I know tons of people that went to Pro Tours off of their ELO rating. You know, whatever you want to call it, your Planeswalker points, whatever system you want to call it. Just go back to the ELO system. It was great. It's I, I want OP so bad. And I understand it's difficult right now, but just give us some direction. We've gone a whole year at this point with no guidelines for what the Pro system looks like. People are just spinning their wheels with this game and it's losing a lot of players that I know personally that loved grinding the high-level events. And because they haven't done anything, they haven't said, hey, this is in the works. They've just said, we'll have an announcement in the future. No, give us status updates. Give us a roadmap. You know, I, I can get any early access game on Steam that has a roadmap. You are a multi-million dollar company. You are not three software developers working on a passion project for eight years. You're a multi-million dollar company. Give me a roadmap. Give me something to work with to say that this is coming back. And you know what? Bring it back. That's that's how I would change organized play. I would give it the ladder system that they seem so keen on to make it a legitimate esport, and I would give it the ELO system. And I would integrate both of those in paper as well as online so that you can hit the broadest possible base get the most possible eyes on this and attract the most possible personalities that can get eyes on the TV and like you said, meet sacks with dollar signs that are watching you. I miss fine I miss worlds on ESPN. Watching Patrick Chapin and Nasif and that Dragonstorm finale where he whiffed on Ignite Memories on ESPN, that was awesome. Bring that back. 
uh, you know, it, it's it's easy to agree with everything because that's how the game pushes forward. The only thing I won't agree with is ELO over the last PWP system. Look, the only reason okay. I dislike ELO is because of the disparate nature of uh, matches held. It's not difficult That's to find the, multipl- the multiplier on an event, right? You ta- you mentioned your FNM grinder. It's very difficult for your FNM grinder to pull points from that system after they hit 1750, 1750 1800 plus if people yeah. are still fit between 15 and 1600. So it makes That's it m- yeah. much more difficult. But the second iteration of, or the final iteration of PWP made that possible. And you can still give out individual invites for the Grand Prix Top 8 and everything else. Yada, yada, yada. Like, That's fair. Otherwise, you know, all, all the way down. I don't think Magic's ever going to be the kind of game to really present itself like MOBAs. You're not going to see a Worlds event like League puts on or Smite puts on or an event like Counter-Strike or any fighting game. What you will see, though, are events like Pokemon Worlds, which happens every year and has a huge audience and has been doing coverage for the longest time. And it's just the exact same thing as Magic. Flesh and Blood also doing coverage for their game, much like Magic, although it's in a uh, much more uh, infantile state just because it is a brand new production team and they're spinning everything up. They got to learn how to you know, what makes for a good scene, etc., in front of the camera, of, as far as gameplay goes. But we can essentially bring it all back if you commit. You have to go whole ass into it. I love the idea of the 5Ks here and there. Those are great. Like, yeah. that gets people playing the game when they normally wouldn't. That gets people streaming the game when they normally wouldn't. That allows, again, more eyes, more dollars. I think that's fantastic. And... To give people an idea, right now Watsy's not supporting this game at all. There's this ridiculous push to make Pioneer a format. And I argue that Pioneer is not a format. Tell me how Watsy supported it at any point in time in the year 2020. They removed Pioneer Masters from Arena. They did not do anything with the format in regards to the ban restricted list. They fired the same kind and style of events that they fired with Popper that and that format had the exact same problem as Pioneer but Popper had the staged walkouts and the only people that really played in those events were the same that played in the Popper events the I have to's and you can see it right Star City is going to be supporting Pioneer cool how'd Frontier go when it was Haruruya and uh, face-to-face games trying to get that format off the ground how'd it go yeah sure it might have turned into Pioneer and here we have it but it was not supported by at the top level you can't just make it happen it's not legacy it's not vintage you can't say a 5k or a 10k is keeping it alive if the yeah. fan base isn't there if watsy isn't supporting it and it's not to say that watsy really supports legacy or vintage but they curate the format here and there when they remember we're still waiting on an update to legacy from prior to eternal weekend so maybe maybe we'll get it but that comes down to they just don't want legacy in the organized play ecosystem. Fair. But you don't have an organized play ecosystem. So what are you doing? You, at some point, have to realize that what you're doing isn't working. And 
I don't know when that's going to happen because, you know, as, as we touched on before, no toy has competitive tournaments. But this does. Mm-hmm. That's how your game is tied. You need to have this. It's a game. It's inherently competitive. By nature, it's zero sum. You have to ha- you have to have these tournaments and you have to support it. And Pioneer is, you know, a great opportunity because it's the first time Wizards has released a new tournament format in, you know, nearly a, a decade. decade. Yeah. Like a lot has changed in escape of the game since then. You know, a lot of new players have come in that don't necessarily, you know, there's a reason that Watsi seemingly has abandoned Legacy. They've recognized their new players are kind of kept out of it by cost. Mm-hmm. Fine. Modern is the format for them then because anything can be reprinted, except that it's, in some cases, as expensive as Legacy now. Great. Pioneer. It's your newbie-friendly eternal format. Make it a thing. Just support it. And they haven't. Nope. And I think, you know, Star City collecting this data, so to speak, for Wizards to see how many people show up to these Pioneer events and play is great. I just hope that people show up, one. Yeah. And that, two, the people showing up are in quantity enough that Wizards says, hey, you know what? Maybe we should support this tournament, style, this format. I, I think it's going to be difficult. Um, this is... People might not remember a time before the Star City or the SCG Tour, whatever you want to call it. Before that, Star City was running Legacy and Vintage 5 and 10Ks in the greater Virginia area. Yeah. This is their wheelhouse. One-day events, 5 to 10Ks. And you know what happened when they stopped doing that? TCG TCG player came on. They create... But... They spun it up a little bit more than that. They created their own tournament series with points, and yeah. eventually it all collapsed like a fly in a cupboard. But Star City is going back to a tried, true, and tested model. They picked very specific locations. They picked formats dedicated to those locations. I was talking with my wife earlier today. I was like, if you, uh, because we were talking about basically the visibility of different formats in different locations, and it was I forgot exactly how we were talking about it seemed like Legacy is dead as a format and I said it's not you need to know where to look and I rattled off a handful of cities where I can guarantee you you will find Legacy yeah. and that's what Star City did for Legacy they picked two uh, when I last announcement I saw had three events on it they've expanded but out of those three two of them had Legacy and you know what yeah. they were exactly where you would expect to find Legacy players or an event that Legacy players will travel to, which means they should also be able to find Pioneer players. Now, the problem is, and I I don't know if the team event has Pioneer in it, it is not necessarily about finding Pioneer cards, it's about finding people willing to play Pioneer. Because Star City hasn't supported it in almost two years. It is, in fact, modern pioneer and legacy. Yep, okay, there you go. So the problem is going to be not finding the cards, finding the people willing to play a format that's not supported, that's on moto right now. So people are grinding actively to try and figure it out for the SVG event. So it's kind of like false flag data. And even if they do, nobody's really sure at the end of the day if you come out of the, the other side of this with a supported format. Like, if Watsi's dumping effort into 
Alchemy, again, pushing out Pioneer, because we kind of got that announcement when we should have had Pioneer Masters, then why does why does Wasi give a poop about Pioneer? They have Arena and everything else on there. They don't have to care about Moto. I said that's where good formats go to die. It is. Just unfortunately. No no support from the org because there's no OP to back any of this up. And even if there was OP, Wazi still has to rely on the LGS to really push this and uh, challenge your decks, whatever they were called this time around. Just don't really do it. No. It's it, it sucks because I think that there is such an opportunity for Magic as a whole with the existence of Pioneer. It's just never going to do anything. Yeah. The the one thing I think that really needs to be figured out is how to approach Magic from a publicity standpoint in regards to streaming. As I mentioned before, it's not going to have the the big WoW plays that a MOBA does, that an FPS does, that these high levels, that a fighting game does. Although there is a little bit of back and forth in every one of those games, and eventually... A team or an individual does break through somebody you're rooting for you have your storylines you have players who are coming back who are trying to repeat teams etc and you can build your narrative however you want but magic is more cerebral it's more like chess so do you just follow that structure and you just kind of commentate it like chess because it's really hard to have two boisterous announcers they're talking through the minutiae of you know fetch land shuffle ponder Shuffle, fetch land. Yeah. Sorry, Jace the Mind Sculptor activation for zero. Fetch land, yeah. shuffle. You, it's very difficult to talk through that. Yeah, and I, I think that's you know the other thing that I would love to see back with organized play is bring back Rich Hagen, bring back the coverage team. You know, before esports, Magic coverage existed, and it created this sporting spectacle that was fun to watch it was a great product and ever since then like honestly i have not watched a single one of the arena pro tours because those are mind-numbingly boring and i get it coverage will never be the same whatever blah 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 i kind of miss that too but eh. yeah i think coverage gets better the fewer shuffle effects you have in a turn so Fair. obviously yeah. newer than modern you, you cut down on that and it allows the game to move a little bit because yeah you go back Pioneer. and you look at coverage from like 2003 to 2008 uh, yeah. and prior to 2003 2003 marks the Onslaught set release and 2008 is the Zendikar set release those are fetch lands and standard and that's when coverage slows down because there's, a, there's just a general slowdown in gameplay like yeah sure prior to 2003 the game was kind of slow and except for combo winter etc but like other than that it was still fairly active and interesting to navigate your ways through the game without the same repetitive actions a lot of the garbage time that you had to fill yeah still related to to op because you got to figure out how you're going to bring eyes and monetize but at the end of the day you still have to dedicate to op mm-hmm. or not just say we make edh cards yeah and that's fine if you want to do that just fucking say it yeah Oh, whatever. Exactly. But I think that is going to be it for the end of this episode. Next week, we'll be tackling the organization on the whole, which should be uh, a little more interesting. Um, you know, like we mentioned at the top, Chris uh, Chris Cock is now up at uh, CEO of Has, which 
may or may not impact our talking points. We shall see. But until then, we are at MTG Cabalcast on Twitter, Patreon, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, I am at Halt I am Reptar on Twitter. You are... Yep, Thirsty Sizzler. See you next week. <laughs>